Rewriting history, rehabilitating Nazism. All those who ever wondered how the Nazis' crimes could have been allowed to happen only need to watch our Western politicians and media today. As the fallout from the appearance of former Galician division member Yaroslav Hunka in the Canadian Parliament continues, the final nail appears to have been hammered into the coffin of Western government's attempts to whitewash the presence and influence of neo-Nazis in today's Ukraine. However, it now looks as if the falsification of history is to be the collective West's latest tactic, as our ruling elites struggle to come to terms with the inevitable defeat of NATO's Ukrainian proxies. Before February 2022, the influence of neo-Nazism on the Ukrainian body politic was widely reported in the mainstream Western media, Moreover, militias incorporated into the Ukrainian armed forces, such as Azov Battalion, descendants of the Banderites and Ukrainian fascists that Honka fought alongside during World War II, were widely recognised as far-right neo-Nazi organisations. Indeed, their presence and influence was widely viewed as a dark force within Ukraine. But on the 24th of February 2022, all that changed. No longer were they fascists or neo-Nazis. Instead, they were characterised as misunderstood patriots, albeit with a few ideological quirks. The BBC, playing its assigned role as dutiful propaganda arm of the British state, ran a nine-minute puff piece, arguing, almost pleading, that the Azov fighters were not fascists, but simply one battalion of the Ukrainian army. Meanwhile, MSNBC interviewed Azov Nazis who were teaching elderly women how to use weapons, and newspapers from the Financial Times to the New York Times began betraying the Azov as brave defenders of Ukraine. But now, as the truth of President Vladimir Putin's statements regarding Nazi influence in Ukraine become increasingly clear, Western officials and their media acolytes have ramped up the imperialists' ongoing campaign of falsifying history to a new level, taking particular aim at the USSR's heroic and decisive role during the Second World War. Indeed, it would appear that the collective West is now engaged in a coordinated effort to rehabilitate those who fought on the side of Nazism, while portraying the Soviet Union as villains in the conflict. First, we had a delusional Boris Johnson claiming in an interview with Ukrainian propagandist Dmitry Gordon that the West, quote, with the help of the Ukraine, end quote, won the Second World War. Not to be outdone, European Union President Ursula von der Leyen made a speech to the United Nations in which she recounted the horrors of the nuclear destruction of Nagasaki and Hiroshima, linking it to her present fears of a repeat atrocity, quote, at a time when Russia threatens to use nuclear weapons once again, end quote. This implication was as bizarre as it was odious, that Russia had been responsible for unleashing nuclear devastation on Japan in 1945. No mention was made of the fact that it was the United States that had been responsible for the barbarism meted out on the civilian populations of these two Japanese cities, nor of the fact that the USA is the only country ever to have used nuclear weapons, not once, but twice. 
These willful misrepresentations were followed up by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who matched his epigonies with equally disgusting comments about the September 1941 massacre at Babin Yar. At a ravine on the outskirts of Kiev, 34,000 men, women, and children, Jews, Soviet POWs, communists, Roma, and patients from a local psychiatric hospital, were murdered by German Nazis with the assistance of Ukrainian fascists. Blinken tweeted shamelessly, in total contravention of all historical truth, quote, The Soviets buried this history, which today Putin's government manipulates to provide cover for Russia's abuses in Ukraine, end quote. This comment was so fallacious that other Twitter users provided context under his post explaining that Soviet prisoners had been among those murdered, that the Soviet Union had liberated Kiev and Babin Yar in 1943, and that after the war, the USSR had tried 15 German policemen for their role in the atrocity. Next, it was the turn of the BBC to re-enter the fray, keen to demonstrate that when called upon to twist facts and engage in a bit of damage control, it's more than capable of mixing it with the most mendacious. Addressing the controversies surrounding Hunker's appearance in the Canadian Parliament, the BBC pointed out that while the Galicia Division had been accused of committing war crimes, none of its members had ever been found guilty in a court of law. The BBC also declared that Russian disinformation was targeting Ukrainian history, and quoted the leader of a Ukrainian organisation based in Canada, who claimed there was no evidence of any wrongdoing on the part of Honka. It was all Russian disinformation. In the end, however, it was left to the Canadian Parliament to take the ultimate and most execrable step. A week on from its shameful homage to a Nazi, the Canadian government decided to expunge the whole episode from history. A Kafka-esque proposal was put to the Parliament to strike any reference to Yaroslav Hunker's visit from the parliamentary record. If it's not written down, it didn't happen. The idea of erasing any reference that could serve to remind us of a past Nazi and Ukrainian fascist atrocities is itself a chilling one. But while the motion was defeated, the very idea that a government would seek to move such a resolution highlights the depths to which Western governments will go to try to control the narrative about their barbaric war of aggression against Russia in Ukraine. As a former history teacher here in Britain, it was striking for this author to see how the topic of Nazi Germany was always one that seemed to both fascinate and horrify students. As a result, the study of the Jewish Holocaust served as a warning and a reminder that we should never forget what took place. Yet here was a self-proclaimed democratic Western government, shamelessly seeking to excise uncomfortable references to the Holocaust from memory. Those same students would often ask how the Nazis managed to convince the populace to go along with their fascist agenda allowing such barbaric and murderous policies to continue. Today, across the collective West, the answer is right in front of them. Just follow the actions of our governments and mainstream media. Watch and learn.
Thanks for listening to Proletarian Radio. We aim to bring you the best Marxist analysis on current affairs, revolutionary history, and theory. Do like, comment, subscribe, and share our content to help us reach the widest possible audience. We are a small organization with limited resources, and we need worker support if we are to grow and fulfill our mission. If you are able to make a one-off or regular donation, no matter how small, please visit our website at thecommunists.org and register as a supporter.